Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're continuing the 12 podcasts of Christmas with Lady Louisa's Christmas Night. This was written by Grace Burroughs and was published in 2012. And in case you want to look it up afterwards, please note Night is written with a K. This is number six in the Wyndham series. I have read none of the other books in this series and that was a problem. Yeah, same for me. I had read zero previous books in the series. I had read a few novellas by Grace Burroughs before. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. We wanted a Christmas book. I looked up Christmas on my library webpage and this popped up and I thought this title is amazing. Let's read this one. Here's what I wanted it to be about. I wanted it to be about a knight who only comes alive during <laughs> Advent to help women in need and her kiss can make him permanently alive and human. <laughs> I mean, that would have been interesting. Or the plot of the Netflix film, The Night Before Christmas, Night Also With a K, which was the best thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. It's so bad, Meg. It's a treasure. He time travels from 1490s to the present day. No, 1420s to the present day. Um, I mean, I should have expected that, let's be honest. So that's, it may be like traveling from the 1400s to Regency England. Uh-huh. I could have okay, been here for that. Okay. Basically, I wanted him to be a Christmas knight. I wanted just, to... Just, not just a knight, and it was Christmas for one day in the whole fucking Yeah, book. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wanted... I, look, this is Meg here. I wanted a little more Christmas. There's so little Christmas. There's really not much Christmas. It sucks. We'll get there. I mean, unless you count Saving Orphans, but, like, Annie was a movie about orphans without being about Christmas. Oh, no, absolutely not, yeah. Okay, so... What is the book jacket? Tis the season for scandal. Years ago, Lady Louisa Wyndham acted rashly on a dare from her brother, and that indiscretion is about to come to light. She knows her reputation will never survive exposure. Just as she's nearly overwhelmed by her dilemma, Sir Joseph Carrington offers himself to her as a solution. But Sir Joseph has secrets as well, and as he and Louisa become entangled with each other, their deceptions begin to close in on them both. Uh, extremely inaccurate. <laughs> extremely inaccurate. <Yeah. laughs> so, first of all, yes, she did act rashly on a dare from her brother. That scandal is no more... It's in the background of this book. But it's no closer to coming to light right now than it was no. a year ago. Like, there's no Im like imminent danger. Absolutely not. Um, except for the fact that she feels like she can't get married until it's suppressed. But, like, whatever. There's no real reason. Yeah. Um, and he does not, like, find out about her problem and offer to solve it. Nope. She gets, like, ruined uh -huh. in an orange grove by an attempted rapist. And yep. he offers for her hand so that she's not ruined. Yeah, so she's totally different. So she doesn't have to marry someone else, basically. And he has no secrets that should be secrets. Oh, it's the dumbest thing in the it entire is, world. It is the worst. Uh, we will get there. I will say Lane was texting me while she was reading the book. And she said, I started it. Seems pretty good. I agree. The beginning of this book has a lot of promise. The first like three chapters are really cute. And then it takes a turn. The thing is, I like Louisa. Yeah. I, like, I actually like Sir Joseph, too, and in general. She and Sir Joseph are very compatible in a way that Grace Burroughs does a great job I setting up. I 100% agree. I think this is a really good novel with well-suited, with a well-suited couple. So I think what we're both about to say is going to surprise some of our listeners. This is a 
of novella where we like the characters, find them compatible, think they're sexy together, and hated the book. Yeah, really like, disliked the it. The overarching conflict is so bad it's that terrible. you can't even celebrate two hot and compatible people yeah. hooking up and being witty. Yes. And that is a real our shame. bar is low. Yeah. We can ignore We were just talking about a totally different book that we'll review like in a month or two after Christmas is over. Where like the plot is a hot mess. <laughs> But there's a lot of porn. Yeah. And the two people in it are very cute together. We're both like, yep, perfect. Love this book. Yeah. This one, I don't know if it was just too angsty or if there wasn't enough sex or what the problem was, but the or the, the overarching plot isn't just a mess. It's actively bad. It's, there's, there's, it's super angsty, but and the thing is, and this is what Lane's talking about too, is the, the whole point of the conflict just is, is has no... It's, it's angsty for no reason. Yes. For absolutely no reason. Absolutely zero reason. I'm going to try not to spoil this one. Yeah, me too. I don't think it's so bad. And literally the resolution is on the last page. You mm -hmm. see it coming from a mile away. But it just brings the whole book down. So, it really does. Um, okay. We skipped our summaries. Oh, yeah. So, so let's head back. Random numbers eight. Okay, here's mine. A funny and sweet holiday romance? Not exactly. Uh, mine. Wounds of war leave unexpected scars like bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. War um, is rough. Yeah. So we do have some, we have some tropes that I think we don't always dislike. Nope. So we have the hidden scandal. This is the reason I can't marry or, you know, I can't come clean with you because there's some scandal in my past. Um, she's got a big family with lots of noble titles. Oh my, oh my God. This family was so confusing. And I think this is the failing of us starting with book six. Yeah. But so I don't yeah. want to be too critical of it. I mean, that said, I think that, I think that as an author, you should write something where you can read it and not be confused. Well, I mean, think about, think about Sweetest Scoundrel, which I know you didn't love, but did you hate the callbacks to the family and stuff? Like it was, it didn't confuse you. You were like, oh, there were books and I probably would know more about this person if I had read the book, but it wasn't like, it didn't make it super confusing and convoluted. Which one's Sweetest Scoundrel? With Asa and Eve. No, I did say in the commentary of that one, it was distracting and I didn't okay. like it. Like, I think... It's, it was hard to follow a lot of the stuff, especially about the sisters' relationships and dynamics in Sweetest Scoundrel. But I, I, I don't want to be overly harsh here because I do think most romance novel authors don't make an effort to make it easy to start in the middle. And I think there are books we love. Like, I, I think Romancing Mr. Bridgerton would be really hard to start in the middle of. Yeah, maybe. And you love that book. I love that but book, yeah. We're about to talk about it later today we're recording them all at once and like think of all the things you point out about ways colin is great before that book even happens it's true like it relies on you having read the previous one so like i'm gonna give grace burroughs not grace burroughs yeah grace burroughs oh grace burroughs a little bit of a pass on the fact that it was confusing as hell okay. because i think most romance authors don't make an effort that's to make fair it easy. i don't know for, for me what was hard to understand were all the different titles in this family because there were the legitimate kids there were the illegitimate kids but the bastards had also been knighted or received titles from the Prince Regent because of daring do in the war. The wars. Yeah. Um, so th there's just a lot. And, and so there's like this person here and this person there. And they, I swear to God, the words, their graces or your grace were in this book like 50 times. Yeah, it was. 
It was just fan service. Like there were book, there were conversations with all of her siblings. Every single one of them who was married. So every single one of them. Lady who Louisa had a has a lot of siblings, and they're clearly who the series is about. And there would be like councils of war with Louisa and. Joseph, Sir Joseph, not even present, and you're like, this is clearly just fan service for people who have read the yeah. first five. Well, and because the thing is, what happened in every single one of those scenes ended with the the sibling and the spouse of the sibling being like, oh, I'm glad we still desire each other. Let's close the door in the bedroom, fade to black. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Oh yes. He's speaking of titles. Okay, so here's the deal with Sir Joseph. Here's the deal. He was knighted He's for knighted. Valor in the War. The War. He is a wounded war vet. Wounded warrior. There you go. Lots of lots of tropes there. Yeah, yeah. He has a limp and a cane. However, he's also potentially an heir to a title that's been held in abeyance. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, abeyance is when the title holder dies and there are either no definitive individuals with a claim or several individuals with equal claim. Yes. Now, keep in mind that, did we necessarily know what this was before this book? No, because Grace Burroughs explains it in detail. Oh, but I definitely knew. Yeah. But, because I'm very, very weird. So, (laughs) Sir Joseph and a cousin have equal claim to a distant barony. Yes. And so, they, like a, a fourth cousin or some shit. So, he's, and the other cousin has no heirs and is old and sickly. Yeah. And has been married several times to never, young women. Never had an heir, yeah. And never had an heir. So, Sir Joseph knows in all probability he's getting a barony. Yeah. But at the same time, because of his positive business ventures and investments in crown projects, Prinny. Who actually who does appear? Who does appear in the book and is a has is a dialogue character is also potentially looking into giving Sir Joseph why not a, give a him landed a title, title yeah. as well? Why not so give him a title anyway? He's already a knight for acts of valor. He's already probably heir to a barony. Yeah, and they're looking at giving him a viscountcy or an earldom. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So which and he wants up, none of them. Yes, he, he wants. Oh, he doesn't none want of them. them. So trope six hundred and five. Right. The the man who doesn't want a title and wants to refuse it. So we talked about this with his best um, friend is literally a pig. <laughs> like actual an actual pig. What is her oh, name? Lady Ophelia. There you go. She's a character, you guys. Yeah, yeah. He talks to her a lot. Oh, best. She friends. lends a listening ear. Best friends. But it reminds me of the book with the sequel to Lady Sophia's Lover with Nick Gentry. Yup. Same thing. Didn't want the title. You know. Yeah, but his best friend wasn't a pig. That is true. He had, we had no friends. Anyway, moving on. Which, but then this leads into trope 610, which is that she is a duke's daughter and she's been raised to, to be a duke's wife or a nobleman's wife. And then she's going to settle for a commoner. Or a knight. But then, of course, he's well, actually an heir and she will end heir, up an aristocrat wife. And this, which makes me think, of course, of um, dukes prefer blondes. Yes. Um, and then, of course... Because of their different past, Sir Joseph really thinks he's not good enough for her. Well, and, and she thinks she's not good enough for him. And because she's a walking scandal. Because she wrote a dun-dun-dun 
Little Red Book. That's right. Which, I actually loved that. That that part I loved. I no, loved I loved it book. too, but it's absolutely a trope that there's this small oh, little book in limited print going around society. And actually, the first time I saw this trope was not in a romance novel. It's in the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Yeah. It's a little yellow book. And apparently this was something that happened a couple of times, like legitimately historically, oh, yeah. where like something scandalous would get published in, in limited release. Absolutely. And yeah. then make the rounds and scandalize the ton. Right. And, but in this case, spoiler alert, but like the littlest spoiler, because it's obvious from page one, mm. Louisa is the author of the yes. scandalous tome. I mean, she's the author, but she is FYI, the translator. She didn't actually author the tome. The, right, right, right. So she but translated Scandalous Poetry. She's the one who did it. Um, she's a blue-stocking noblewoman. Yeah. That's how she was able to write. I, that, that's You know, they all, I feel like, really, was blue-stocking really the bad thing? Because they're all blue-stockings. Anyway, whatever. How much of that is modern interpretation? You oh. know, who knows? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, this is like the sixth one in the last couple of months we've read where Beau Brummel has been name-dropped. Yes. Well, this book, though, has a lot of name-dropping. We have Prinny. We have Wellington. Well, but Prinny's a character, and so is Wellington. Right, and so is Wellington. Yeah. yeah. But Beau Brummel's not a character, but there's somebody compared to Beau Brummel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, the one I feel bad, so we've talked about it. It's like, how do you feel about historical figures showing up in books? Mm -hmm. So we said Wellington and Prinny were both here. Doesn't really bug me. I didn't hate it here. I have. No I've hated it in other ones. Um, God, there was one where Queen Victoria was in it, and I was like, "This is the stupidest <laughs> oh, thing in the world." Yes, uh, bringing down the Duke. Thank you, bringing down the Duke. I was like, "This is the stupidest." Because also, world. who else was in it? Disraeli. Yeah, like yeah. Disraeli and Queen Victoria. Eh, no, I didn't like it. But in this one, it was totally fine. It's just pretty with some like internal deliberations, yeah. and it's kind of funny, like the, the way the title he's going to give. Yes. It is. I, I didn't, didn't bother me at all. I enjoyed no, it. No, it was fine. I will say, so she doesn't appear in this book, but she seems to appear in like all the others. I just feel bad for Sally Jersey <laughs> <laughs> because she appears in like all of I them. I saw that coming. I was like, is she in this one? I don't remember She's not that. in this one, but she's in, if you're going to name drop a character, she is like the, not name drop. If you're going to have a historical char character appear in your book, it's always Sally Jersey. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah, but it was, it was fine here. I think because it was for comic relief, mm -hmm. which helps. I think I don't love it when it's serious, yeah. unless it's way better fleshed out. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was, they, the historical figures were only directly involved in the conflict with the two main characters. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they were there for wider issues or to like relay plot. Right. So I thought that was like a lot more tolerable. Right. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I think that our biggest issue with this book is that the title makes you think that it's going to be something fun and funny, and it, it is absolutely not. And it's very quickly apparent it's not going to be, which is a shame because, like we said, the first three chapters, you've got Sir Joseph, who's a widower and a wounded war hero who lives out on a farm with two young daughters. And some pig. And, and his best friend, the pig. And he's explicitly coming to town for a wife, but like fucking hates town and hates doing the marriage mart thing and finds everyone insufferable. But he's a friend of Lady Louisa's family and they've always really gotten along. And so she and her sisters sort of conspire to save him from the attentions of the most empty headed of the misses. And Lady Louisa is at this point a wallflower spinster because she started really avoiding men due mm -hmm. to the scandalous authorship of this tiny book of love. Right. She sonnets. thinks it's not fair to marry anyone when she could basically bring scandal upon their new family. But they get along really well and they're really cute. And when you think that's the scandal, yeah, he's bad at society and she's the author of these like sexy poems. I, I would have been into it. I would have, I was there for that. And then it gets dropped. This is like chapter four. No, but it's like, it, do, it does, 
S sort of. He starts thinking about it. He starts thinking about it. But it doesn't come out until after they get engaged. They get engaged. Really. So he's got a secret that just annoyed us both. Oh my God, the most annoying secret ever that we are going to try to not spoil. But it's hard not to spoil it because we hated it. Yes. So, okay. whatever. It's all Angstown. Um, this was really long. It was really and long. Maybe book. it's just because we read this in the middle of reading Christmas novellas nonstop. I don't think so. I think this, it was just long. It dragged, and some of it might be all of the aforementioned scenes of all of her siblings talking about. Yeah. Unrelated. Talking about how sexy they find the other one. Yeah, it was. Like they would talk about Louisa and Joseph slightly, and then it would just turn into. Like them bantering. Where are the kids? Oh, they're not here? Let me climb on top of you. Like, no, no, no kidding. Like, that's what Maybe I'll mount you like a horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My favorite was when it was like all the brothers together and the one of the, the wife of one of the brothers comes and gives them some tea or something and she leaves the room. And then one of the brothers turns to the husband and goes, does she smell like honeysuckle? <laughs> and the husband is like, always. And I was like, oh my God, what the heck is that? I do think our listeners miss something not seeing our facial expressions because... <laughs> I'm making a lot of faces right now. You're like, what the heck? What? I don't know. I don't know what that was, but it, it is in this book. Um, yeah. I, I think they are really well suited. Like, yeah. we're trashing this more than the two of them deserve. I mean, they were a great couple. I really liked them. I really liked... Okay, so I wonder, did you like this or not? After they get married, they, all, they just suddenly start calling each other husband like she says husband would you like to bubble oh, that's cute like, i liked because it their courtship was long for yeah. all that their engagement was sudden like they got to know each mm -hmm. other and started falling for each other he doesn't offer just to save her reputation at that point he also likes her yes and he thought he wasn't good enough for her but now that she's been touched by scandal he realizes he can save her and it's not resentful or yeah. like, they're just really really cute and excited to be together and so the fact that she's just like mm -hmm, husband i was like I, all right i like it I, I really like that stuff, but I, I, I know people who would not like it. It was, honestly, I'd rather hear that than, like, other weird-ass pet names. Sweetie Pie. Right. Or even, like, I told you. I well, you told me. What did, the, what did he call the, her? My love. My love. My, love, my, my dearest. Love. Like, okay, at least she's not only yelling, like, husband in the throes of passion or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. It's more like, husband, do you need your shaving? Right. It's like a reminder that, oh, we're married now. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, fine. I like I that. give you a pass. I'm trying to list the things that I like because I, I disliked the book. They had a lot in common in their yes. interests. Yes. Um, she is like a genius who, because of being a woman of her station in the time period, is not allowed to flaunted and is largely resented for mm -hmm. her intelligence and he's like super into it and like mm -hmm. immediately upon talking to her starts asking her advice about real things yes. he doesn't have any moment of insecurity of like my wife is brilliant yes and if you like romantic poetry and when i say romantic i mean uh, the romantic era of right. poetry like byron and shit byron wordsworth whatever so do they and they they quote them which is it's nice yeah it, they just clearly have this thing in yeah. common Yes. Um, and there's a really cute ending with her book involving him. Yeah. Oh, and it's I was, really, I was really cute. That's the thing. If the, if his subplot were not there, this would have, this would have been, and all the filler had been cut. Yes. You want to talk about a good novella? Oh, that's true. This should have been. Oh my a gosh. It would have been a great novella. It would have been great. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Both of their scandals were way less awful than they were portrayed. I don't to know. Me. Hers wasn't awful to him. Yeah. But. I don't think it was portrayed as more awful than this. She was like, shit, if it comes out that a nobleman's 
daughter published scandalous poetry, like that would have been a big deal. Yeah, but also... And it's also described as exactly what it is. It's his that was misleading. Yes, there's that. But I think my issue was that neither one wanted to come clean to the other about it, even after That's, they were married. Yes. I was like, you can, like, you're married, you know you guys appreciate poetry, you know he thinks you're really smart, like... You could tell him. And his secret is something that uh, should have been disclosed to literally the whole world. There is literally There's no reason literally no reason that it's a secret. In fact, I was very confused as to... I, I was really confused about it. Because <laughs> apparently there's also like an official recognition of it. Yeah. But then there's also... There's like... It, this is a recognized charity. Mm -hmm. Like it's a charity. And she's like, why don't we donate some money to your charity? Well, not to your charity. I found this charity that I think you'll really Which, appreciate. Which is this the same charity that Prince yes! is talking about? Yes! I couldn't even tell. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what you're getting but at. But that's, that's very poorly That's written. what I'm saying. It's like the whole... Ugh. It was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. Anyway. Okay. Um... Okay, we well, gotta skip Whatever. that part. But well, did it remind you of um So at the end a child calls him Papa. No, it did not remind me of Ramsey's. How <laughs> dare you besmirch and try to ruin in my mind one of the purest <laughs> and best things in my life by comparing it to this. <laughs> I guys, that was the reaction I was looking for, so congrats. Okay. Duel. I liked the duel here. I actually really liked the stupid duel. It was fine. Like, Wellington shows up for the duel. Yes. And, <laughs> and her dad. <laughs> yeah, and her dad. Wellington and her father show up to the duel. Um, and Wellington does a pratfall yes. <laughs> to make sure that the pistols are not um, tampered with. I mean, it was so stupid, and I loved it. But I think what made this one good compared to some of the other ones you haven't liked is everyone was in on it. No one was being angsty about it. No. She was worried. Yeah. But like her dad's there. Wellington's yeah. there. He's like not gonna do anything stupid. He's not doing this out of like anger no. or Yes, yes, yes. This is totally a you attempted to rape a woman in yes. a hallway. Yes. And then you tried to duel me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like I, I liked the way it was played all around. I liked it, yeah. When we talked about the fan service for the first five books, like... Yeah, I felt really left behind. Um, was this offensive? Uh, I... So, in their coupledom, no. In their sexual encounters, no. But we have talked about this. She was almost raped. Um, she was sexually assaulted. Right, and to compound that, this really does play up the a woman's ruination. Yes. Yeah, it really plays it up. Uh, and then there's a ref so there's a reference to child neglect yes. or child abuse, which uh, we're we're reading the Bridgertons, and and of course in one of them there is a major plot point where there's some child abuse. Um, you haven't read it yet, uh, and I think I think it's better there because it's um, it's really looked at and treated seriously, and yeah. I felt like here it was sort of. It, it was in there to show that he did need a wife. So good thing he went and found one. Yeah. Basically. Um, I would also say spousal infidelity, mm -hmm. not between the main characters, but it has happened to one of the main characters. Yes. So if you. That's true. If hate, you have issues that's, with that's infidelity. Not so much in offensiveness, but trigger warning. Like, mm -hmm. he was cheated on. Yes. Sexiness. Okay. What was there was good. I agreed. What was there was good. Remember we told you this book was real long? It was really long. And, and even though there's this healthy amount of sex scenes, 
there was just too much other stuff. There was too much time between sex scenes mm -hmm. and the ending. Oh my gosh, yes! I know! I know! Uh, yes, because so, so the ending, they go on a carriage ride on Christmas Day for a while and they're like, let's, how can we pass some time in the carriage? Because he's tasked her with finding a charity. Yeah. And so she's going to surprise him Christmas morning by taking him to the charity. Yeah, so he doesn't know where they're going. She's just like, it's going to take a while. We have to keep the curtains closed. So you don't know where we're going. What can we do in a dark, closed carriage on Christmas Day? The answer is fade to black. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Grace Burroughs. <laughs> You were you were almost there for us. Uh, no, it, so it's very disappointing. I it, the worst thing you can do to me <laughs> as a reader in a, a book that is otherwise good. Like clearly, the worst thing you can do is write a bad book. Yeah, is fade to black in a carriage scene. How dare you? I know. I know. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. I was like, no. I like that the sex was never angsty. That's true. And I really they weren't liked a it. couple who fought. They did not fight. No, I liked that. So I, I never had like apprehension about, and both of their secrets are not real secrets. Yeah. So they're not like going to bed with each other filled with dishonesty. Yes. So like all of that was totally fine. I was totally able to be into the sex scenes. Oh, and they both figured out the other one's secret, sort of? Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. So which was, I mean, the fact that he figured her, God, if he didn't have a secret, this, this book probably would have ranked very highly for me, honestly. Yes. It's, it is 100% his shit that kept me from really liking this book. Yeah, and that's, th that's why I said, I put in my notes, this book is really hard for me because I loved the characters. Mm -hmm. I thought they were really compatible. I was totally into how into the, they were to one another. Yeah. But the sex ultimately was breaking up a plot that made me want to like bash my head against a wall. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. The way it was brought up, the way it was treated. And the fact that it kind of got to the point where it was an obvious problem. Like you as the reader knew more than they were telling you. Yep. That would just be dropped into these random situations just to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Yes. And it was like, why? Well, I, I know that this is the conflict. You don't have to remind me of it. Like, he would think in his head mm -hmm. what his secret was in a way that once you know the truth of it, he absolutely would not have thought. It's true. It's like, it's so stupid just to mislead the reader who isn't even successfully it's really, being misled. It's really dumb. Because I just don't, I don't get, let's say for, she's contractually obligated to have this specific secret in there. Okay. The, the fact that he kept it a secret from her when there was, I just don't, did not see the reason why it was a secret. No, me neither. Um, also, I'm going to put this under offensiveness. This put Christmas in the title. Mm-hmm. In the title. <laughs> and falls very short of Christmas cheer. <laughs> there's, there's very little Christmas cheer in this This gets box. one out of five candy canes, but I want to give it zero. But I feel like because Christmas is in the title, I'm obligated to give it one. And there are gifts. But yeah, that's it. That's like the minimum Christmas. And there's giving. <laughs> there are seasons greetings. I want to burn it down. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just I cannot in good faith recommend this one, which is yeah. a shame it, it because really the is. characters are great. I really liked Louisa. I really liked Joseph. I really liked their relationship. I liked her sexy poetry. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. If you have to have a humongous family with. 20 million titles in it. They were a loving family. They were fun. So that was nice. Like, uh, everything about this should have been fine. His secret was so stupid. The secret was so dumb. So dumb. So poorly handled. So poorly written. And so 
it's mentioned in every damn chapter. You can't like set it aside mentally and mm-hmm. be like, look, I know I don't like this, but the rest of it's cute. Yeah. You're constantly reminded. It's true. So thank you guys so much for listening. Happy holidays. <laughs>